My name is Christopher Thomas Plant. My name is Ross Frostick. And welcome to the Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. This week, we're talking about Rogue Legacy 2. We are. They do it? Yeah, yeah, but you pretty much did it. We, we talked about this game when it first released on Early Access in the middle of 2020, around August of 2020. And I more or less have not touched it since then. Uh, we had a whole Besties episode about it in Early Access. And I think the general consensus is some interesting things, but still obviously very, very early in development. And now it's like a full-on game. So we can actually talk about like the full-on, how it morphed. So I think that'll be really interesting. But before we do that, I've got a challenge for you, Chris Plant. Oh. Sort of like like a a riddle, a Sphinx riddle situation. okay. Okay. Maybe not a riddle, but... What walks on uh, four legs... Yeah, it's a human. We got it. I know, I know. It's a human. Great. Um, If you have... $8.75, and you walk into one of those, you know, fill a bag of candy stores, you know, the ones where (laughs) they weigh, you know, where they weigh the candy based on like you pick from the boxes and you, okay, okay, you know what I'm talking about, $8.75, and you've got $8.75, okay, what are you going to, to fill that bag up? What? What, what would be Chris Plant's? Oh, what would like what would be my candy? Where would you go? Because it's the it's not just normal candy. Where you know you walk and you're not going to buy a Snickers at one of these places. It obviously has the melange of, you know, various one-off candies that you're scooping into a bag and praying that the scoops haven't been you know licked. So if you have eight dollars and seventy-five cents, where are you spending it? Okay, and it does have to be candy. I mean, what the fuck else are you gonna buy? I can go buy, buy I like like uh, s- screws or like what? I could go like to a, like a you know no, like no, a, you have to be hardware. in this store. It's not a mall where you can pick. It's not supermarket sweep where you so can go. In so I'm in a candy store. You're in specifically one of those stores that sells candy by the pound. It would have helped if you looked up the name of the candy store ahead. Of I them. mean, there are a number of them. There's sugar. Crazy, and <laughs> Dylan's candy store is one of the big okay, ones. Okay, 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 okay. Um, uh, sugar crazy is not one of them. I gotta admit, I made that up. <laughs> no shit. Eight dollars and seventy five cents. Yeah. Um. Well, so what I would do as a kid, yeah. is I would get um jelly bellies. Okay. And I would get like half popcorn flavor Ugh. and then like half like either like strawberry oh, or like half good. chocolate or something else because the, the popcorn flavor on its own disgusting yeah it's heinous but if you mix it kind of good yeah maybe so you're going light you don't go like one jawbreaker oh no i don't i don't like candy oh i that's, didn't know that yeah, about that's like that's one of my things i huh. don't i don't really like candy so that's why you're going for the popcorn. <laughs> well, yeah, and the thing that tastes like savory. And yeah, why yeah, you yeah. didn't want to actually shop at the candy store in the first place. That is very interesting. Yeah, I would never go into a candy store. Huh. You know what? Actually, no, here's, here's, that's a lie. I, I love a good um, candy store that's like, the year is 1930. Oh, sure. Penny and, whistles and stuff. Yeah, penny whistles. Except for like, time is, ext- you know, 
it's bent so far that it's like you go in and you're like, this part feels like 1930, but this part feels like 1980. Yeah. And this part feels like 1990. Like it's trying to do. Yeah. Something it's for like hearing generation. oldies on the radio and it's like fucking blind melon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, right. so it was there a riddle was like, a- well, it was more, it was more like uh, looking into the mirror and showing the true face of Chris Plant. I wanted to know what, your candy choice is said about you, but it turns out... <laughs> I feel like I'm really disappointed. What would... Wait, wait. Can I ask you the same question? Sure. But it's slightly different. Okay. You go into a butcher shop, <laughs> and I say that you can have four pounds of anything, mm. but you have to eat all four pounds oh. by the end of the week. Oh, by the end of the week. Okay. The I thought week. it was going to be like a day No, thing. no. I'm not, I'm not one of those people end who's going to torture week, you. End of the week, butcher shop. I mean... Four pounds. For? Well, <laughs> like, who do they have eggs? audience? Do, do they have eggs here? That? <laughs> Do we have eggs? Yeah, we have eggs. It's a butcher shop. Okay. I mean, four pounds of eggs is not that many eggs, right? Are you for real? I don't think that's that many. I think each carton is probably one pound of eggs, right? You're going to eat four pounds of eggs? I could, and I wouldn't be that sick. Whereas if Your I eat cholesterol pa- is going through the roof. I have two eggs every day. I felt like I was giving you an easy answer, and you managed to really make my stomach. And I would also you say just said four pounds of ground beef, and then you have like tacos every night. I would also say you said the thing about the cholesterol, but I think it's come back around where eggs are good, good cholesterol. No, that's not true. I, that's what I've been heard, told, and heard. I've had eggs every day for like ten years, and is I this it? Is this we've been talking about candy? And eggs. eggs for seven minutes. <laughs> maybe maybe we should talk about Cadbury to like unify it. Maybe we should talk about video games. Okay, let's do that. Okay, Fresh. So Rogue Legacy 2. You mentioned earlier that we talked about it on a besties like uh, what almost two years ago, which feels impossible to me. Uh, but uh, pandemic just how, in pandemic. terms of how long it's been? Yeah. Like it does not feel yeah, if when you it told was a, me this was like six months ago, I'd been like, yeah, that's yeah, it right. does feel very weird. And also, when it was first released, I think they were approximating like maybe it'll take a year or so, but it's obviously taken a lot longer than that, which is normal for game development, not a surprise. And um, but I think they more or less hit all the promises that they made. I don't remember any of the promises. Here's my memory of it: that it felt worse than Rogue Legacy One at the time. And, like, sure, it was an unfinished game, but I thought, I don't know, I was was so turned off by it that I actively avoided playing it until it was finished. And you were talking about, oh, you were just talking about, like, the game feel of it. Yeah, it just didn't, it didn't feel great. I, I like, it it was emphasizing, I mean, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but it was emphasizing a thing I don't like about roguelites, which was... Oh, it doesn't actually matter how good you are. You do need to just grind a certain amount of time mm-hmm. to get the upgrades to like be okay enough to survive the first stage. Yeah. And like that isn't interesting to me, but something has changed in the last two years. And I don't think it's actually that the game itself has changed that much, that chunk of the game, because you still have to do that. You do still have to grind a fair amount to like, upgrade your power and whatever. But I think what's clicking with me differently this time is the world feels much bigger. You you like know that there's like a land above you, below you, 
on the far opposite end of where you start. Mm -hmm. And that like that creates some mystery. Um, And I felt like I was kind of learning the mechanics of the game while also upgrading those points. So like, yes, I was upgrading my power, but I was like learning more about new classes like the, the mage or the chef, which I'm sure we'll talk endlessly about. So it felt a little less, um, Punishing? No, like, well, no, like work, right? Yeah, like, sure. Oh, I have to work to pay the bills of like actually playing this game and enjoying it. Yeah, so I, I, I was thinking about that, and I don't. I think you're right insofar as I don't think it's changed that dramatically, specifically in the intro area, except for the balancing. And mm. I think the reason that you didn't find it um, as hard to jump into as it was previously, the game is now balanced where the first area you can more or less, I mean, skill dependent, certainly, but more or less come pretty close to beating your first time through. Like all of the enemies that you're facing in that first area are like two hits at most to kill. Whereas I think when we initially played in early access, it was like three or four, maybe even five hits to kill each enemy, which makes a huge difference and also makes you feel like you're not really making progress. It's possible because there wasn't a lot of content back then. They wanted to like stretch it out. But here, I think they were very smart because you do, I think you can see more of the game quicker because there are these, there's this balancing that's happened. And it let, and it lets you like, oh, I'm earning money, I'm unlocking new classes, as you mentioned, and making you feel like you're making progress without it just being incremental, like, oh, I just added two points to my attack, which is some of the upgrades. But the other, some of the other upgrades are like way more significant and unlock way more of the game. Yeah, yeah, and I it's tough because I don't remember exactly what my grievances were. I didn't go back and listen to it because I didn't want that, you know, coloring my opinion for this episode. But I feel like I remember things just being like kind of clever game design ideas, but not fun. Hmm. Like I, I could swear that the mage in this game, that there was a little circle that was, you know, like five feet in front of you. And when you cast a spell, it would... It would only blow up there. Yeah, that and is now correct. Now yeah. it it basically that that it still blows up there, and it has kind of like range, like almost like a shotgun burst at that point. But it will also damage anything in the line of your staff and that spot in the air where the the spell will combust. Yeah, and that feels like just natural, like it's how you would expect a video game to work. And yes, it still makes it maybe a little too close to the other classes because it's like well great now it's kind of like a melee attack but so what it feels good yeah yeah it feels like a lot of the classes and a lot of the like various challenges that you face have gone really through the ringer not only from a game design like the designers working on it but also people playing it and then giving feedback you know i went through the other day just because i was curious and went through like the big patch notes of the last year and a half just to see what was added and you can see like half of the patch notes are like community suggestion or community recommendation, whatever it is. And they call out the things that like clearly people cared enough about to make a stink such that they were changed. And in that scenario, I think this is a, a perfect example of how early access can really benefit a game because you're having the most hardcore fans weigh in, not necessarily design the game themselves. Obviously the designers need to agree with that sentiment that the, the community feels, but um, it lets 
you know, it basically gives a testing round to something that ordinarily wouldn't have one. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's has evolved in really interesting, great ways. The interesting, the other interesting thing is that it starts like very, you know, you talked about how similar it was to the first game, which it is. But I think the more you play, it really does branch off more. And I, and I think we should probably start talking about the, the other classes a little bit more. Because starting off, you have, you know, the knight who has a sword and more or less plays like the main character from the first game. You have... Archer. An archer, which is like a ranged class, um, which is definitely different, definitely a departure. But, you know, we've all played archers in RPGs. So, like, you shoot a bow and they shoots arrows, whatever. Um, there's a barbarian. He's got a heavy axe, etc. I do like that each of the classes has different ways to guarantee critical attacks. I think we might have talked about this before. But if you're a barbarian and you're standing on the ground and you attack, you're guaranteed to do a crit. But that attack is very slow, so you kind of have to like balance that versus the archer, where if you let go of the bow uh, button at the right time, you'll guarantee a crit that way. So each of the classes has this little tweak to them. But what I wanted to talk about is we'll call them the freak classes, if you will. As you play more of the game, it gets more and more wild in terms of how they mess with classes. So the first, I think, weird one that people will run into is and Plant mentioned it, the chef. The chef has a frying pan as their weapon. Basically, yes. like, you hit things with a frying pan. Uh, the frying pan, in addition to, like, hitting enemies and setting them on fire, um, can reflect enemy projectiles back at them, and that if you re- reflect an enemy projectile, then your next attack is guaranteed to be a crit. They also have, like, the ability to make stew, so you can, like, cook yourself some stew to heal yourself. Um, and it turns into a very, very different game when you're playing as that class where you're using a lot of strategy and forethought into, hey, I can, you know, set this guy on fire and then run away to like deal with this guy. And, oh, wait, I'm going to save this piece of meat that I'm going to turn into stew after I clear this room out. Um, there's like a lot of really interesting strategy that comes into play. So I I really enjoyed my time with this game. I got... I got past the first boss. Yeah. Uh, which I think I probably did maybe even in early access. Maybe that was already maybe. there. And I went to the second area, which is this like town that you can like. Oh, yeah. Of, town in the water. Yeah. It is. It's quite different. It's, you know, where the first one is kind of like a maze in the like Spelunky. Yeah, not Spelunky, but, you know, kind of just like traditional roguelike vein. Sure. The second one is like basically a straight path. Yes. Um, and each little chunk of the, these town islands has like its own semi, I mean, very tiny platformy puzzle to maybe get some treasure chest or something. Um, did you make it much further than that? Yeah, I did. So the second area is like not even an air. I mean, it has some levels to it, but it's pretty like minimal compared to the first area and the third area and the fourth area. Like, I think that's a weird like interstitial level. Mm. Um, the area after that is like a snowy area that actually was in the early access, but in a very early, early version. And now it's like a full on level. And that more or less plays from an exploration, exploration standpoint, very similarly to the first area. And then there's like a study in the, uh, you know, if you go up, uh, it's sort of like a, you know, like up with a library and stuff like that. And then I haven't been down yet, but I'm sure it's scary and stuff. Yeah. I mean, what's, so everything's like 
opaque in this game, which is kind of the point. Yeah. And by that, I mean, like, there are runes that you can find. And when you use these runes, they will give you, like, special abilities. And some of those are, like, quite simple. Others allow you to just straight up fly. You can fly in any direction as long as you want, but you take, like, a ton of damage if you get hit doing it. Yeah. Um, These so are the, the like, runes, antique pickups you're talking about. Yeah, and you only find out what they are after using them at least once. Yeah. So that level of, like, opacity I, I get. How much trouble did you have stuff with, like, um, oh, so when you use these antiques, you it takes your, not will... Yeah, the, it's called Resolve. Resolve. It's, it's a, it took me a minute to understand this whole system. It's it's a little complicated. Basically, the like TLDR. So they added these like passive upgrades that just last for that run. And they'll, as Plant said, give you various boosts and ups and downs. And they added it in early access. And what they found was people were just stacking like a dozen of them of, over the course of a run. And you would get like... Not even like fun broken. It would just like totally break the game. So the way they balance that off is they have this resolve system where basically you can you can pick up a bunch of these and that's totally fine. But if you go below a certain amount of resolve, 100, for example, it starts chipping away at your total health amount. But what's cool is you can balance that. So if you go into a map with very little equipment attached to you, like if you just pick, put on leather armor, for example you'll start with way more resolve than you would otherwise. So it actually, you're making a bet in yourself like, oh, I'm actually going to go for more items this time. So it is a game design choice. It is complicated. It's probably one of the most complicated aspects of Rogue Legacy 2 and maybe not the best explained. But I think once you sort of wrap your head around it, it's actually a very, very cool system. One of the um, antiques that I found, every sixth attack a kill that you do every sixth kill that you do is an instant kill so if you kill five guys the next guy that you hit the second you hit him will die so once i had that i was like oh this is actually really interesting so i would go around and then they have these like champion enemies that are really tough so i would find five normal enemies and then go back and kill that champion enemy in one hit so you can mm. actually use that level of like can you use it on a boss I don't know. I would imagine not. That would be very interesting. But yeah. that's the sort of like mentality that you kind of want to be in um, when you're playing this. Or honestly, you could just play it as like kind of a mindless run through rooms, collect gold, have fun kind of thing. There's like a lot of accessibility features where you can turn on and turn off a lot of the like difficulty sliders. If that's your bag, go for it. Um, uh, I yeah. think a lot of people that just like kind of want something that's fun to bounce around with. Uh, will maybe uh, go towards that option as well. The the accessibility features are a great point. I I feel like there was discourse around the original Rogue Legacy about like representation in this game because there is the fact that the the, the story of the game is that you are effectively descending heirs to I guess this castle. And you pick from, like, the children, yes. and then you die, and then you pick from the next round of children yeah. who come from, from that lineage. And some of those heirs are, I, I would guess, would be described as, like, typical. And then some, I, and 
I don't know if ADHD is in this game. I believe ADHD was in the first one. I know colorblindness like, was in colorblind dwarfism uh, the first one. Is in Vertigo one. is an example of one that's in this game as well as the first game. Um, uh, you know, they, yeah. it sort of mixes that with, um, you know, sillier ones like, oh, you were bitten by a clown and now you have clown makeup and you can bounce off walls and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I was... While I was playing it, I was thinking about like how, how, you know, people might potentially be offended and stuff like that. I actually think it's handled better than it was in the first game, specifically because it's not only you. All the NPCs that you encounter, like you have this sort of hub town and uh, it slowly fills up as you unlock aspects of the castle. And all the NPCs seem to also suffer from, or I don't know, not, not necessarily suffer, but have these... Um, differences. So the um, the armorer, the guy that makes your armor, um, cannot picture. I, I forget what the term is, but there, there's for certain people they can't picture things in their mind. There's like there's this element where you like when you think about something, you would be able to like picture what a bagel looks like in your head. Certain people are unable to do that. Like mentally, there's a block there. And he actually calls that out and says, hey, actually, I can't picture this stuff. So you're going to have to bring me blueprints to show me how to make this stuff. And it's not handled as sort of like, a, oh, that's funny or, oh, that's depressing or whatever it is. It's just like a matter of fact matter thing of fact, that he sort yeah. of mentions. And that's sort of, I don't know. I think the game handles it in that way, in a very smart way, which is to say like everyone has something like that makes them unique and different. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily good or bad or whatever, but um, it sort of just accepts the reality of the world that everyone's kind of different. And I actually yeah. thought that was quite good. Yeah, I th I think it largely handles things quite gracefully. I think there are some some clear exceptions, and I think that those exceptions, <laughs> what I feel is obvious, might feel totally different to mm -hmm. other people entirely. Yeah, I I do think that you can really feel that the people who made the game wanted to do right. Yes. Um, and that they tried really hard. Again, whether or not they succeeded, there is a very clear level of effort going in. And you can see it kind of all over the game. Um, I mean, both in the descriptions and which characteristics and traits they decide to actually apply to the characters, to like the way that the game has like a very very modern sense of humor about capitalism, which I feel like is pretty common in indie games these days. Sure. But it's like still funny. It, it's commentary on taxes and money throughout the game is like pretty funny. Um, but then did you get to the generational scars thing? Yeah. I like oh, don't totally understand what is going on there. Yeah. So I think it's just that after a certain point, you unlock a thing in the hub where you can go complete challenges. Yes. And you have to find the clues to like unlock the challenge and get the opportunity to do it. And then there's a special reward from those challenges that's a currency that lets you buy other special items. But rather than like just have it be, hey, do some challenges and get a reward, there is this entire story about generational trauma and like that, like there are these scars in the world, and because you you obviously are experiencing things throughout generations, that we have to like solve or e cure or acknowledge uh, these generational scars so that we can succeed in the future. Because like by not 
you know, remedy not repairing the, these, these not examining, the, yeah, not examining sure. them, then then we will like continue to struggle and repeat ourselves, um, which is interesting. And again, the writing isn't quite there for me, but I, I'm not sure if it's like a a game thing or if it's more of a me thing of like, oh, this just isn't my personal style. I think it's difficult, at least for me, it's difficult to play this sort of game, which is like, uh, to some extent, a grindy game. Like it's it's very gameplay first, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And to also be invested in what is like a lot of writing, like you find a lot of lore books and a lot of characters are talking a lot. And I like really tried at the beginning to like, oh, I'm going to sort of absorb this, but it's intentionally vague and there's a lot going on. And it kind of, I reached a point where I was like, I'm going to watch a lore video at the, like a month or two from now when the game is like out and people played it just to like understand what's going on. But I do not think that I'll be able to grok exactly the beat to beat um, as yeah. of right now. Um, yeah, I think Hades gets away with it, but Hades can do it because one, I think the structure is just better. Yeah, for it. it's, it's most the of the story happens in the it. hub. Yeah, and then when it does happen in the game, it's like the beginning or the end of a segment. And and at the end of the day, I mean, this game has very cute art. It has like solid music. The writing is. I, I don't think the writing is bad. Yeah, but Hades is like. Yeah. I mean, just phenomenal on every... I mean, it's one of the best games I think ever made. Yeah. So it's one of those... It almost hurts to make that comparison. Yeah. Um, But I think that they're going for some of the same things, which is great. I mean, I'd rather they try than not. Oh, 100%. Uh, and, and, and it's at least interesting. Um, Very quick, before we wrap this section, uh, for people who are going to try the game, are there any upgrades that you think people should like prioritize? It's tough because like the way the game is designed is that it kind of wants you to dabble in a lot early on. And then I think later on you'll you'll find stuff that helps. For me, I always, always try to find stuff in these games that um, increase my ability to sustain. So anything that like gains me health when I get hit, uh, when I get a kill, for example, vampirism uh, is like a big thing in these games um, and will let you go much, much further, which is part of the reason the chef class is very good because they can heal themselves. Um, that being said, you don't get a lot of those opportunities until later on when you're unlocking more stuff. You know, I would just say like the basic stuff, definitely upgrade, you know, attack and health early on. That's totally fine. But don't stress about it too much. You'll eventually get to a point where you'll only be able to upgrade certain things just because the costs get so high. And um, you can sort of pick and choose based on that. Um, but I would definitely recommend, yeah, anything that that can give you better healing is very, very useful. Yeah. And, and in terms of the upgrades, it looks like it's a tower, but it actually goes both left and right too. Yes. And don't be afraid to invest laterally. Because some of those investments were huge. Um, I kind of held off because I was like, oh, I just need to keep building up. And then I, I realized, no, there are tons of uh, additional things on the kind of bottom row of investments that are kind of like, I mean, obligatory. Yeah, work, uh, work on the yeah. edges and you'll unlock more stuff, more or Yeah, less. if you see anything that's like you can only upgrade it once, upgrade it yeah. immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever that is, is all, uh, they, they just want you to have it in the game. 
Um, cool. Any any other thoughts on on Rogue Legacy? No, I'm I'm really excited to play more. Uh, I get the sense that there's a very long end game to this game, where there's yeah. just like this like prestige system for classes and tons of new game plus content, which was the case for the first one. But it seems like they really leaned into that hard for this one as well. So uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm psyched for more people to play it. I think it so it is coming out or came out, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's out by the time this episode airs, and uh, it's on Xbox and Steam. Um, and I do wish so it was on Switch. On Steam Deck. It's so good on Steam Deck. Oh, yeah, and Steam Deck. So so Chris Plant and the seven other people that have Steam Deck can enjoy <laughs> the perfect so platform good. for this game, because it really uh, is a dream game for that platform. It's perfect yeah. on it. It controls yeah. so well. Um, yeah. Well, one day you'll get it. One day. Me fun. and Gabe will hang out and we'll play. It's knife collection. Hey, you know what? I'll see you on the other side of a break. Okay, Fresh. We are entering the slow season. We're entering summer where it's going to get hot outside. New York City, the pavement is warm. The pizza is hot. The ice is cold. You need to stay inside and play video games. Sure. Because apparently after doing that all summer and all winter and all pandemic, yeah. you still need Things to are going to be different now. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you have a to-do list for the slow season? I actually I think... do. Really? It's, it's not so much a okay. to-do, list, to-do list for the slow season as much as it is a to-do list for the Steam Deck. Mm. And I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but there are a few games on Steam Deck that like I plan on going to pretty quickly um one uh, one of them is outer wilds which i've talked about a lot i haven't played the main game i played the dlc the dlc was great want to play the main game i'm going to play that on steam deck uh if it runs i hope it does and (laughs) uh dark souls 2 is another one after elden ring i like you know predictably this is nothing new i've loved from software for a while now but i am sort of hankering for more and Dark Souls 2 is a game that I've never played, really. I played a little bit of it, but nothing, I didn't beat it or anything like that. So, and it's many years old at this point. It's so good. And I'm sure it'll run very well on uh, Steam Deck. And so I'll probably play that. Yeah, I feel um, like that was the first one that they announced had gotten like approved for Steam Deck. What? Dark Souls I th- 2? I think so. I think it was the first Dark Souls. I think like. I, I I could swear because I remember seeing it and being like, "Well, that's strange." Like yeah, of that all is, of the games to to prioritize. That is weird. Sure. I know it is not the most loved of the Dark Souls games or even the From games, but even their like so-so games are also really fucking good. So I'm yeah. not worried about it. Have you? Uh, so I I I have a handful of things on my list, but this is kind of a game that is. I don't know if I want you to play it or not. Patrick's Parabox. I haven't heard of it. I think I may have briefly mentioned it uh, on an episode as like a, hey, I've heard this is great. We should check this out. Patrick's Parabox. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a slide puzzle game. Uh So I already feel like I've lost you. Yeah, that's that's trouble. I don't like slide puzzles at all. And I don't know how much more of this I will play because every instant I spend with a slide puzzle is a risk of me just doing anything else. I just played a uh, slide puzzle in Uncharted Lost Legacy, which I've been sort of picking at. I was like, why? I know, they're awful. But the way this one works is, 
Okay. Imagine it's a 2D game and you're a box, right? Sure. And you can push other boxes. Okay. And your goal is to, there are like little dotted lines, like like a box got murdered there. And okay. And put a chalk outline there. You need to move the boxes into any of those chalk outlines, and then you need to go to your chalk outline. Okay. And once you do that, voila. It sounds like Lolo. Right? Well, wait. So, you're doing that, right? Okay. Then you get, you like come across a box in it, and you push on it, and like the box has like a little line, like a little maze in it. Yeah. And you push on it, and it moves like any other box. But when it gets to a wall and you push on it, you enter the box. Oh, well, Because weird. of the pressure of it. And yeah. suddenly the screen shrinks and you are inside the box. And what's in the box? Sometimes nothing. Sometimes you have to move that box around to get an angle so that you could get to a different corner of the stage. Okay. Or you go inside the box and there's the box that you need is inside the mega, the upper box. Yeah, sure. And then you can take the box that you need out of the box to put it in the chalk area where that it needs to be to complete sounds like sounds very interesting it sounds like the sort of thing that is sounds very interesting but the actual minute to minute of it is not something that that would appeal to me but wait okay <laughs> sometimes are we in patrick Parabox right now sometimes there is a box yeah and inside of that box is a maze with another box inside of it yeah that has a maze inside of it and inside of that box is a chalk line, and you need to get the box from the top box into the middle box, into the bottom box, right? into the line, and then you need to get out. And it's fun. That's the part I probably should have mentioned yeah, from the top. All of it, so far, everything about this, people have been recommending this to me for like weeks, and I'm like, this sounds like my actual hell. Yeah. Because I hate side puzzles and I don't like using my brain because I'm a dummy. And I just imagine myself getting endlessly frustrated. And so far, I I I feel like if I get stuck, I get stuck for about a minute. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's a good, good I know what it is. Yeah. Which is what you want from a puzzle game, right? Yes, correct. Um, so far, no hiccups. Uh, I don't. I, I'm sure that that's going to end, and, and that I'll, I'll bounce off of it. But I felt like I had to bring it up because I know that you enjoy a good puzzle game, even if you hate slide puzzles. Yeah. And this is just so clever. It's okay. Just, I'm I'm really torn on it. I I, I think Sounds, you, I think you should try it. I mean, I'll play it. it on Steam Deck. <laughs> oh sure. I mean, oh it's. I mean, it's again. On yeah. Anything 2D is going to be like so. Okay. So that that gets to the thing that that's actually on my list, which is. I, I really need to finish Persona 4. How far did you get? I think I got probably a third of the way through on the Vita, but like two or three times. Yeah. Where I just started it and then like something I mean, you else like happened. reading more than I do, so maybe you'll be okay. I like what? You like reading more than I do. Oh, yes, that, that's true. I think you meant like I like Rie more <laughs> than that. I was like, I mean, yeah, she's not my favorite character. Is that a character? <laughs> Uh, I think so, yeah. I think okay. she's like one of the first people you meet. Um, sure. But last night, I I started Persona 4 just to see if they had finally fixed, you know, the Proton. Proton is the layer that, like, makes Windows games emulate onto the Steam Deck yeah. all okay. And the, the experimental version finally works. I can finally play Persona 4 and, like, have the music and everything. And I just wanted to see if it would work. 
And then an hour later, I, I was still playing the game. Wow. Um, I was Riveted like, by that small town murder mystery. Ah, it's so good. It's yeah. such a strong opening. It is and a good I, opening. I, I, I feel like I, I need to really finish. What's the name of the supermarket? Juness. Oh, yeah. Everything's great at your Juness. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I know that Persona 5 Royal is, like, available, but that just feels intimidating in a way that I'm not prepared for. I feel like it's, like, what, 130 hours or yeah. whatever? Um, did you ever finish that? No, I mean, no. I can't no. play. I really, I honestly can't play any of those games. Maybe, maybe, maybe Persona on Steam Deck would be possible i like again i the most i've ever played of any persona game was on vita because you know i'm not gonna sit in front of a tv and read yeah. for a hundred hours it's yeah, not gonna it's happen a big ask yeah um but on a vita or on a steam deck or something like that it, you know potentially the, um yeah i i have one other reading game here I mean, it's not really re- it's you do, what i tell what i say you love reading i i don't think of myself that way i don't think of myself as that type of gamer but Apparently maybe that needs to change. But Perfect Tides, I don't know if we talked about this game on, on this show at any point. But it is a point-and-click adventure. Another genre I, I don't think I like, but maybe I do. And it is set in the Northeast during, like, the great emo period of the early 2000s. Oh. It's about, like, a high schooler, I believe high schooler, in, in the Northeast. And I would have guessed, like, like, a pirate game. No, oh no, 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 no. And, and and the art is just like super cute. It kind of has like a like ultra high-end MS paint energy to it. I don't know a better way of saying it. Or like kind of like flash cartoons of that period. Yeah. Um, but it is it's cool as hell. I, I started it um a couple weeks ago and as go as it goes, had to put it down. But I am like really looking forward to getting back to that. I feel like it is, I mean just exactly made for me as an aspiring emo scene kid of the early 2000s sure um i'll live for it do you do you have any any other are you just gonna be playing Fortnite forever is that like the truth that we're having this i don't know about forever but i'm definitely playing it more than i ever really have mm. and part of that is because i have like i've been playing it a little bit passively helps um, so I'm not like totally burning myself out on it. Friggin' Blanca from Street Fighter and Sakura from Street Fighter are like getting added tonight, and I'm like jazzed about it. So oh, I don't know. They just keep adding cool things. To, like they added parkour, they added sprinting to the game. I, I'm just they've just done a very good job. I also pair that with I uh, the new Halo Infinite seasons launching in May. And I played through that. I mean, there was barely any content in the first season, but yeah, uh, I, I'm hopeful because I think the core of that game is very, very strong. So I'll probably be playing a little more of that. But once again, the next season is six months long, which is a choice. Um, so I'll probably dip in and, and then dip out. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, those are kind of my go-to like living game games. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'll play Fortnite with you. I really want to get the, the, the I mean, two skins, but they're going to cost me like 20 bucks. Yeah, no, it's, I, again, the only reason I can rationalize this is because I've built, I've built a careful deck of cards or a pyramid of cards, I should say, that allows me these purchases because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm spending real money, even though I'm spending time, which is money. Time is money, <laughs> is what Gordon Gecko said. 
but it like sort of justifies it for me. Do not feel FOMO on any of this stuff. A, it always comes back for the most part. And B, whatever. I'll forget about it like literally. You will forget later. about it a minute later. That is true. Until we play together and I'm rocking Sakura and you're like, why didn't yeah, I buy Sakura when I had the chance? That will be a major bummer. But, <laughs> but I have all the costumes from like literally season one. So all the so kids the, still think I'm cool. There you go. That's all that matters. Uh, any any other games on your on your to do? I list? wanted to finish Uncited, which is a oh. game that I got very far in and never finished it. So I kind of want to finish that. That's a good um, and and I mentioned earlier Uncharted Lost Legacy, which I will probably beat in the, over the next like two weeks because it's not that long, but it's pretty good. Cool. I think I think we did it. We should probably check back up uh, at the end of the summer and see if we actually played through any of these. I mean, I'll definitely play through at least. One of them, mm, I'm but we bet. will see. I don't. Uh-oh. I don't know about you. I know you get distracted, but I, I <laughs> it's true. for sure will play through. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be uh, Dark Souls. I think yeah, Dark, Dark Souls. Souls Dark Souls is like the easy, like wouldn't feel like homework to start it. Um, I really want to play Outer Wilds though. Like I know I'll like it. It's just a question of whether I can like. Play When's it on your Steam, Steam Deck arrive? Uh, when is it to come up? Yeah. Uh, it's it's still Q2. Um, okay. But people, very industrious people, have come up with a, I don't know how accurate it is, but you basically put in the exact time that you pre-ordered effectively, and it'll approximate, based on other people's submissions, when your pre-order will arrive. So Unbelievable. I've, according to that website, sometime at, towards the end of May is when my pre-order will, email will come in. Okay. That's we'll not, I mean, that's soon. No, that's soon. like a, a few weeks. I know. Uh, do you have any other recommendations for the week? Uh, I forget if I've talked about it as a just a thing to watch. But if you haven't seen Atlanta, it's one of the best TV shows ever made. Um, really just spectacular. Uh, it's on Hulu streaming. And season three is going on now. And it's just like an all-star cast of insanely talented people um, that really shouldn't be in the same television show together because they're all, at this point, megastars. And um, they're just doing, like, really creative, fun, sometimes very sad and fucked up, but sometimes hilarious things on that show. So I'd highly recommend it. And, uh, yeah. Is this the last season or is next season the last season? I don't think that they've said whether they're doing a season four I think I'm sure it's entirely up to that team as to like whether it could even happen. I would be shocked if they could do it again, just because like oh, how yeah. busy I mean, everyone I, is. But I know they're done, but I don't know if they like shot seasons oh, three and four at the same time. I don't time. think they did. I don't think they did. Because mm. this was oh, oh, all no. shot. They, they will get a season four. I, I'm looking right now. Oh, really? Oh, wow. so, oh, so I think it was what I said. Season three, March 24th is when it started. Season four will air this fall. Oh, yeah. So already. That, it's kind of like a split season. Yeah. They're, they're um, playing a little. Yeah. But yeah, that just means now's a great time to catch up. It is. Then you can actually watch the final season live. It is. It's good. Um, my recommendation, and I need to get you a Crunchyroll login for this. Yes. Kaguya-sama, Love is War. With dubs. Not subs. Oh. And I'm a big, I, I, I tend to go subs on these. Sure, things. that is the traditional weeby way to go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, but no, this show I think is is quite a bit better with dubs. The, the, it, 
it's always hard to describe these things because it's about the execution, right? It, this is uh, the president of a uh, uh, school. Uh, what's like your school president? What are they? The president like the of? school, like the the student president. Student, yeah, student body president. Yeah, um, and the the uh, vice president. They both like each other. Oh boy! But they can't let each other know because they're very prideful. Okay. Uh, so he's, you know, he's too cool. She's too cool. They can't let each other sure. find that out. So each episode is a match, a face-off, to see if they can get the other one to break. Oh. Why it's cute is because it is played at like a 100 out of 10. Yeah. It is played at such a high volume <laughs> and with so much chaos. It's amazing. It is so fun. And the reason I mentioned the dubs is it goes, it moves so fast. So much is said. So many jokes are on screen. So many in-jokes are, are written or referenced on screen. It, it it's This is such a silly comparison because it's not like it. But Arrested Development comes to mind in that like, oh, you actually should pay attention because sure. there's a lot happening very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Um. And it's just delightful. It's feel good. And it, it, for the most part, there's a little bit of fan service, but for the most part, I can recommend this without being like, hey, yeah, yeah, but also like, uh, yeah, maybe don't watch it with your loved ones if they're unfamiliar with how anime works. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's just, it's a real charmer. Um, and I really recommend people check it out. Uh, and it's on Crunchyroll. It might be on Hulu. I, I always have trouble figuring out what other platform stuff will appear on. Sometimes the stuff like Crunchyroll will appear on Hulu or HBO Max. Um, but I, I do know for sure it's on Crunchyroll. I will check it out. And that is it. We did it. Yeah. We got to the end of another episode of The Resties. Uh, it, it looks like it is on wrap? Hulu, by the way. It is on Hulu? Hmm, just by Googling it, it looks like it is. That's great. I'm I'll, happy. I'll, I'll have to check it out. The second season just started, so it would also be possible that first. Oh boy! I want to. I want to see that little king show. Oh, that looks yeah, very cute. Ranking of kings, Boshi. Yeah, yeah. That's that's super that's the Boshi good stuff. Um. Uh. Anything before we wrap? Uh. No. I think that'll that'll do it. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh. This has been another episode of the Resties. We're the best of the rest. Wait. Where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. Resties. Resties.